prayer and let's trust God that we uh, receive something this morning that will not only change our lives but help change those around us. Praise God, our families, everything. Father, we approach the throne of grace. We thank you that this morning the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, that he has anointed me to proclaim the good news. I thank you this day that you've, on the other end, you've anointed people to hear and that people shall leave here changed and they shall be refreshed and excited about what Jesus has done in their life. And Father, we'll be quick to give our God all the glory, all the praise. In Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. amen. Praise God. Turn me down a little bit. Turn with me to Ephesians, the fifth chapter. Ephesians, Ephesians, the fifth chapter, 25th verse. It says, Husbands, love your wives. Now, I'm not going to teach on husband and wife today. There's a couple of good subjects there. Husbands, love your wives. Wives love your husbands. Husbands love your wife, wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that he should, that it should be holy and without blemish. Now I want to talk to you this morning about the church of the living God, that the church of God is pure, holy, and cleansed. You know, a lot of people think well, cleansing you is a process, but it is not a process. It is what God has done for you and already set down to your credit in the death, burial, and the mighty resurrection. What Jesus did on the cross and in his death and in what we call the x-ray of the cross, the behind the scenes, not what you saw at, at the movie The uh, Passion, not what you saw in the physical, but what happened to Jesus in the spiritual, in the death burial, in the mighty resurrection. That set down to your credit. And what he did in that spiritual realm cleansed the church, made it pure and holy. Now let me read that 26th verse again. That he might sanctify See, we have whole movements in the body of Christ trying to get people sanctified. That he might sanctify and cleanse it by the washing of the water by the word. That he may present it to himself a glorious church. Do you know the church of the living God is glorious now? It's not going to be when we get cleaned up when everything's lovely and when everything, everybody 
is joined together and nobody has walked out of love and everything's just perfect. No, no, I doubt that the church will ever be in that kind of shape. But I do believe this, that the church of the living God is pure and clean and holy today because of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, that he may present it to himself a glorious church, a church that's glory, full of glory, full of glory, full of the manifestations of God, that he present himself a glorious church not having a spot, not having a wrinkle or any such thing, but that, he should, that it should be holy and without blemish. Now, that's the church of the living God, but you have to bring that down personally because the church of the living God is personal people, is you. You are the church of the living God. Christ and the church are interchangeable terms. Christ and the church are interchangeable terms. You can use Christ, you can use church. They mean the same thing. The church is the physical body of Christ in the earth. Hallelujah. And this body has been cleansed. And this body has been sanctified. Now let me read you another translation that will clear it up. Now see, most people think that the church has a job to do, and that is clean herself up and remove the spot and remove the wrinkle and remove the blemish and try to cleanse us to the point that we'd be acceptable unto God. But the minute you got born again, you are accepted in the beloved. You've been totally clean. If God wanted to right this minute, if God himself wanted to right this very second, he couldn't make you any cleaner than you are. He couldn't do it because he's the one cleansed you by the washing of the water by the word. Hallelujah. Amplified Bible said, and having cleansed her, not going to cleanse her, but having cleansed the church, authorized way, and gave himself to, to death for her in order that he might purify her. He's already purified her. Hudson's translation said, Just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her to make her holy by purifying her. The church has been purified. The church has been cleansed. I see big-name ministers right now on TV and, 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 and camp meetings and things that are preaching that the church has got to clean, get clean, that the church has got to get rid of sin, that the church has got to get sanctified. But I'm telling you right now, you can't cleanse your hands and you can't purify your heart because it takes the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and His cleansing blood. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, over in the Old Testament, it said, cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts. Well, you can't cleanse your hands nor purify yourself. But it takes the blood of Almighty God and it's already been applied. Can you say amen? amen? Hallelujah. You know, when you walk before God, 
and ask for a prayer to be answered. You better know you're clean or you'll always be hollering if and squalling and bawling and begging. Lord, I wish you could do this. Well, he can, and he has. How many of you know the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and his ears are open to your prayers? Praise be unto God. How come? Because you're clean and pure. Hallelujah. You know, when I got born again, July the 10th, 1976, on 9.30 on a Wednesday morning, the Lord walked into my living room, and the first thing I noticed, I was clean and white again. I felt like a human again. I felt like I was totally set free. I was raised Baptist, and we used to sing songs like, The burdens of your heart washed away. Well, let me tell you, when I got born again, something washed away the burden and the guilt and everything that held me down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I knew God had cleansed me. And I began to study along them lines. And, 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 but religion will put you back under bondage, put you back under the law, and you've got to clean yourself up and you've got to get sanctified, and you've got to get all the spot out, and all the wrinkle, and all the blemish. I see ministers now talking about, you've got to get the church cleansed again. Well, let me tell you, you can't get any cleaner than being washed in the blood. Hallelujah. 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 Just as Christ loved the church, he gave himself for her. Hudson's translation to make her holy. He gave himself. He's done give himself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To make her holy by purifying her. If Satan and religion can bring doubt upon what happened in the new birth, he can keep you defeated. Well, I, you know, I know he forgave me. You know, I know that he forgave me, but I'm trying to do the best I can. I'm trying to do all I can. If you'd done everything you could, you couldn't be holy. If you'd done everything and pleased God 10,000%, it wouldn't make you holy. It takes the blood of the Lord Jesus. And he's already cleansed her. Amplified said, having cleansed her. Church is clean. How come this church stays in sin and preachers fail and everything? I'll tell you what, they preach on sin. They preach on failure. And they get people down to front squalling and bawling and keeping them sin conscious. That they're failures. That they're not what God wants them to be. Well, I'm telling you, you're the best God's got. God couldn't make you any more clean. He couldn't improve on you if he wanted to. Ephesians 2.10 said you were created in Christ Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Uh, Most preachers talk about how we've got to cleanse ourselves up. We've got to cleanse ourselves. We've got to cleanse ourselves of all filthiness. Well, Jesus' blood has already cleansed ourselves. If you walk with God... Your standing is clear, according to these verses, you're pure and clean. 
That's good to know. I can walk before God and get my prayer answered. I don't have to come squalling and bawling and begging like I'm some outside citizen. I don't have to sneak around the back door like a hobo. I walk boldly to the throne of grace. And I obtain. Why? Because I'm clean. You can't do that if you're not clean, if you're not pure, if you're not holy. You're so pure, holy, and clean that a pure, holy God has become one with you. 1 Corinthians 6, 17, He that's joined the Lord's one spirit. You're one with Almighty God. God's not in union with unholiness. He's in union with righteousness, sanctification. He's in union with purity. How many of you know you receive the Holy Ghost, not the unholy? You receive the Holy Ghost. He's holy. How come I can receive Him? Because God made me holy. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Ephesians 2.10 said, You were created in Christ Jesus. Dear old Pentecostal woman, I went to see her one day. She's down in her back. And I thought, dear Lord, that won't take me 30 seconds to get her healed because I'd been around full gospel people and we'd just seen miraculous things happen one after another. And I said, dear sister, are you righteous? And she broke down and went to crying. And she said, my God, I'm trying the best I can to get there. My God, I'm trying to be righteous. I thought, dear Lord, here she is, 50 years old, and Lord don't even know she's righteous. Bible said if you don't know you're righteous, you're just a baby. Babies have to have help all the time. They have to have help. Hallelujah. So she's a 50-year-old baby. The Bible said if you don't know your righteousness, you're a babe and need of milk instead of strong meat. So bless God. I began to teach her on righteousness. Hallelujah. And she began to see it. It don't take long. When you see truth, act on it. When you see truth, bam, get in it right then. Hallelujah. Don't hang around saying, well, I wish the Lord showed me more. Well, that's enough to start with right there. Hallelujah. Bless God, I finally got her to see that and prayed for her, and she got healed. Praise God. Praise God. I saw a sign on a church. Now, I saw this sign on a church. It said, uh, we need to be fishers of men. Well, how many of you know that's true? That's 100% true. But they went on to say, it said, we need to be fishers of men, but someone has to clean them up. Someone's going to have to clean them like cleaning fish. Really what they meant, someone needs to skin them. You get them over here and I'll skin them for you. I'll skin them out of everything they got. Are you listening to me? We don't need cleaning up, cleaning up. You can't get any cleaner than you are. He said, you've been washed in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. said, you're white as snow. Praise God. What was that old Baptist hymn we used to sing? Uh, Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. I remember one they used to sing when I was a kid. I didn't go much, but I went some. And they'd sing... There is a fountain filled with blood that flows from Emmanuel's veins and pl- sinners plunge beneath that flood, lose all their guilty stains. Lose all of it, not half of it. 
There's not a spot left. There's not a blemish. There's nothing but purity and cleanliness in the church of the living God. Someone said, yeah, but I sin every now and then. Well, won't you shut up about it, confess it to the Lord, and quit it? You've got the grace of God in you, the ability of Almighty God. Hallelujah. You can do anything you want to. Praise God. Praise God. Turn with me, if you will, to uh, 1 Corinthians, the 6th chapter. How many of you got your shouting clothes on? Hallelujah. First Corinthians, sixth chapter, the ninth verse. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Well, how many of you know you ain't unrighteous? You're the very righteousness of Almighty God. So you put it around the other way. The righteous has obtained the kingdom of God. They have inherited the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor, nor revelers, nor, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. I can look out across here and I can name a bunch of them with some of them. And such were some of you. But ye are washed. But ye are sanctified. But ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our Lord. What are you? I'm washed. What are you? I'm sanctified. What are you? Made righteous. Justified. The word justified means made righteous. You're so righteous that a righteous God lives in you. He was made sin for us who knew no sin that we could be made. Not develop into it. Not develop into sanctification. Not develop and wash ourselves. I saw one of the great, great women teachers the other day teaching on this. And she said the church has got to be clean. The church has got to get clean. Said, we've got sin in the church. We've got this in the church. Well, let me tell you something else. we got righteousness in the church. we got sanctification. we got holiness in the church. We've got the purity of the Holy Ghost living in the church. Praise God. The church is in good shape if they only knew it. We don't need anybody telling us how to get clean. How do you get clean? Well, you lay this aside, and you do this, and you do that, and you do that. That's called works. That's you doing something. This thing we have is grace. God's done, done it for you. Yeah, but it seems like that's too easy. It couldn't be any more easy. It's the easiest thing you've ever done to get right with God. It's the easiest thing you've ever done to stay right with God. Hallelujah. I'd hate to be dumb enough to have done something wrong and didn't get it straight. I can get it straight in 39 seconds. Amen. I don't have to fool around and hang around failure. Sin makes a coward of you. I don't have no desire to sin. 
I have no desire for any of that. Praise God. Why? I've been washed. Such were some of you were some of these things. Drunkards, everything else. Fornicators, idolaters, extortioners. And such were some of you, but ye are washed. You are washed. You done been washed, folks. You might as well accept the Word of God. You might as well accept what Jesus has done for you. Well, I don't feel like... Well, this ain't a feeling deal. This is truth. You rather have a million or feel like a million? Huh? I rather have a million than feel like a million. Amen? Well, I got something. What? I got washed. Washed in the blood. Sanctified by Christ Himself. But you're washed. You're sanctified. Sanctified. You know what sanctified really means? Just being made a saint. You've been made a saint. You're a saint in God's sight. But you are justified in the name of the Lord and by the Spirit of the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Revelations 1, 5 said, We've been washed in the blood. We've been washed in the blood. We're washed in the pure holy blood of God. Now, how clean can you get? Now, how clean can you get? Well, Brother Sullivan, you don't understand. Well, help me understand. Well, I fail. Listen close to me. Your failure or you never missing it has nothing to do with this. If you never fail, it wouldn't cleanse you. If you never made a mistake, this is all called grace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. We're not under the law, but under grace. Praise God. Washed in His blood. Turn with me over to Titus. Any of y'all here can find Titus? Timothy, then Titus. When you find it, shout hallelujah. Most of y'all shout hallelujah, ain't even got a Bible. Don't even own one. Titus 3, 5. See, here's where the church is as a whole. I'm not talking about Baptist, Presbyterian, Catholic, Methodist, all this, Episcopal. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about all of us. And we that call ourselves faith people are the worst ones. We try to confess everything in. That still works. I confess it because it's already in. I confess it because it's already set down to my credit. Now listen to him, Titus 3, 5. Not by works of righteousness, which we've done. It ain't by what we've done. Well, if you don't live right, if you don't this, if you make a mistake, if you fail, no, God does not want you to have a sin consciousness. He wants you to have a righteousness consciousness, a sanctified consciousness, that God has made you pure and holy. Can you imagine being pure and holy and walking before a pure and holy God? You can get your prayer answered yes every time. Hallelujah. 
If you need healing, oh, glory to God. Ain't it good to know we're pure and holy in the sight of God? Well, I've missed it so. How many of you ever missed it? You don't have to raise your hand. How many of you ever missed it? If everybody here can't raise their hand, I'll have an altar call for liars. Everybody here's missed it. You know, except me. Amen? Missing it is not what bothers God. He put 1 John 1, 9 in there. Confess it and head on towards the mark. Do not hang around failure. Well, I missed it. I, I married the wrong guy. I married the wrong woman. I didn't raise my kids right. I didn't do this. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. Well, what you did or didn't do has nothing to do with this. Not by righteousness, not by works of righteousness, which I have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us. How? By the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. Washing of regeneration. What cleansed you? The washing of regeneration. The new birth. The minute you got saved, a brand new creation came into you. That old man, he annihilated him and brought a brand new man straight out of God's own womb. Pure and holy. Well, Brother Soul, I've sinned so much since I've been saved. Well, won't you shut up about it and confess it and head on? Ain't nobody cares to hear about that. You know, when I first got saved, everybody around here thought I exhausted the subject on sin. All these churches want me to come give my testimony. What do you want me to tell? Tell about what you used to do. Why do I want to do that and glorify hell? When I first found out about speaking in tongues, I went to my preacher. He is Presbyterian. I asked him about that. He said, oh, that's of the devil. I said, it was. Well, I've been to every beer joint from here to Algemar, around and everywhere else, bless God, and I ain't never heard no one in there talking in tongues. And I know them suckers was full of the devil. Half of them whooped me out of them places. I know for sure. Amen? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let me tell you something. Religion will keep you under bondage. You ain't what you're supposed to be. You ain't what God wants out of you. Well, let me tell you something. What you do or what you don't do does not cover this. The blood of Jesus is the only thing that determines whether you are right, holy, and clean. Jarlene, wouldn't that have been good to know 20 years ago? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If we'd have known that 20 years ago, uh, uh, we'd have brought Carl in. He'd have served God the last years of his life, wouldn't he? Hallelujah. Didn't know. We didn't know anything. All we knew, you got to quit this. You can't do this. You can't smoke. And you can't chew. And you can't go with the girls that do. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Religion will always keep you in bondage. The law was to curb sin. It never stopped sin. They'll never stop sin. Do you know what stopped sin? The blood of the Lord Jesus Christ annihilated its effect upon me. I'm pure and holy now before God. 
Well, that's who you think you are. I think I'm a saint of Almighty God. I think I'm a son of Almighty God in the same class with Jesus Christ and God the Father. I think I'm as pure as God is pure. How come? Because he's the one cleansed me. He could not make you any cleaner. He can't do it. He cannot make you better than you are. If he sat down and drew it up right now, well, I'm going to make them better. He couldn't. How many of you know you was created in Christ? Ephesians 2, you was created in Christ. I mean, he knew what he's doing. When he made you, God got the blue ribbon. He couldn't make you any better. See, you've got to think like that. If you don't think like that, and you always sin conscious and failure conscious, you'll never mount a hill of beans for God. Well, bless God, I'm having trouble quitting dipping or smoking or something. John Osteen, a woman come squalling one time, a little short Mexican woman said, Brother John said, I've been dipping snuff and I've been trying to quit. Said, can you go to heaven dipping snuff? He said, yeah, but you got to go to hell to spit. That's just how ignorant sin is with God. He believes that the blood of Jesus has paid for every sin that you could ever commit. He believes it's handled. He believes he's done made you pure. He believes you're holy. Hallelujah. Not by works of righteousness which we've done. Well, I'm trying to do the best I can. Do you know what? You ask 90% of the people in the world, and asked them, said, are you saved? Said, well, I'm trying to live right. How are you trying to live right? Well, I treat my fellow man right. Well, I ain't got nothing to do with it. I don't care if you cussed him out every day of your life, him and your wife and everybody else. It's because of the blood of Jesus. He's made you clean. That's why we fall in love with the Master. That's why we honor Him. That's why we build Him up. This thing ain't about us. It's about our master and what he's done for us. Shout hallelujah, somebody. Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy. He saved us by the washing, by the washing in his blood, in the blood of the Lamb. I've been plunged beneath that crimson tide. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you understand? I, I don't think you understand how important I'm, what I'm preaching is. I know people right now is not sitting in them pews because they're under condemnation, because they fail. Because they fail. Because they missed it. Bless God, I can't miss it in Christ. I'm in Christ. If I miss it, I got 1 John 1, 9. I got the Fifth Amendment. I don't have to plead something to tell on myself. If I sin, that's between me and God, and the blood speaketh better things than Abel. It's speaking for mercy, praise God. It ain't speaking out and saying, get him. Most folks think, I heard a preacher the other day, said, man, when he opens that book and you walk before the throne of grace, said, my God, said, he's going to know everything you've ever done. How many of you know he knows what you've done now? When you walk before God, amen. 
at the judgment seat of Christ, not the white throne judgment. That's not us. That's for Mussolini. That's for Adolf Hitler. That's for Haile Selassie. That's for the Jeffrey Dahmers. But when you walk before the judgment seat of Christ and he opens it up, he's going to look at the Lamb's book of life and he's going to say, I done made you clean. I done made you holy. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Preacher on TV the other day sitting up there talking about like he had a ball bat ready to knock a home run with your head. God's looking to get you and he's already got you. He's got you. You were sealed with the Holy Ghost of promise. He's got you. And because he said, I'm pure and holy and clean, that's who I am. 1 Corinthians 1.30 said, Jesus Christ has been made unto you wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and total redemption. Not by works of righteousness which we have done. Amen. Look down in the 7th verse, 3.7 Titus that being justified by His grace. You done been justified. We should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Mm. Mm. Some of y'all done kicked two or three chairs down. Done had a conniption fit. Hallelujah. Some of you need to say from this day forward, I'll never look at myself but any way but righteous and holy. I will not belittle the work of Jesus Christ. I'll not say he didn't do enough to cleanse me. He didn't do enough to make me holy. He didn't do enough to make me acceptable before Almighty God. I'll never say that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn, turn over just a book or two, the 10th chapter of Hebrews. How many of you believe God can make you cleaner than you are? Nobody better raise their hand. Hard as I'm preaching this morning. <laughs> Good as I'm doing. Hallelujah. Amen. Hebrews, the 10th chapter, 22nd verse. Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance. That means faith, folks. Trust in God. When your child's lying there with 105 fever, I can get him healed. When you're dying with cancer, we can get you healed. When your finances went to zero and a thousand miles less, we can get you blessed. Why? I got full assurance. Why? Come in full assurance of faith, having a heart sprinkled from an evil conscience. You know what an evil conscience is? God calls it doubt and unbelief. He said, that's an evil report. Someone come talking about doubt. Doubt whether I'm righteous. Doubt whether I'm holy. Doubt whether I'm sanctified. Doubt whether I'm totally redeemed. Doubt whether I'm healed. Doubt whether I'm blessed beyond measure. Amen. That's called evil. That's spewed out of hell to keep you a failure and keep you under condemnation that you can't receive from Almighty God. Let us draw near with 
a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience. You know how you sprinkle your heart? He's talking about with the blood of Jesus. And our bodies and our physical bodies washed with pure water. There's your healing. There's your physical healing. Your body has been washed. The blood of Jesus has affected your physical being. You know that show what is passion. You saw by his stripes we is healed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We not only have been cleansed and made pure in our hearts, but our bodies have been washed with pure water. We never appropriated it out because everybody's still fighting on whether healing's for today or not. They don't know Jesus the same yesterday, today, and forever. That he's never changed. 20th century said, purified by the sprinkling, the sprinkled blood from all consciousness of wrong. You need to have your conscience sprinkled. You need to have not a sin conscious. Old Testament, they were old. They wasn't nothing but uh, not born again. Moses, uh, Joshua, Samuel, name them, Elijah, Elisha, just go down. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, David, uh, uh, Daniel, all them, they weren't born again, folks. You're born again. They weren't in your class. Jesus said, there's never been a prophet like John the Baptist, not born of a woman, but said, the least one of you in the kingdom of God is greater. Why? You go, you've been cleansed. They were sinners. They didn't have the new birth. The new birth wasn't ready till Jesus is raised from the dead. That's why the death, burial, and resurrection is so important. That's why what Jesus has done for you, sit down to your credit, you need to know what it is. If God's got something for me, I want to know what it is. What is it? The death, burial, and the resurrection has made you clean, has made you sanctified, has made you holy. Hallelujah. You need to purge your conscience from dead works, you trying to do it. Purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Praise God. You know, Revelations 12, 11 said, We overcame him, Satan, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Praise, praise God. See, people that preach, you've got to get yourself cleaned up. You know, like the sign on that church. We need to be fishers of men. See, they, people will give you half-truths. That's true. We need to be fishers of men. We ought to tell everybody about Jesus. And they think, well, we've, got a, we've caught the fish, now let's clean him. No, most preachers I know want to skin him. Are you listening to me? Amen. Preachers that teach that are under the Old Covenant. We have a new covenant established on better promises. What is the better promise? By the blood of the Lord Jesus, you've been clean, made pure. Praise God. Turn with me to Romans 6. Romans, the 6th chapter, 14th verse. Now listen to him close. For sin shall not dominate you. Sin can't dominate you. 
Well, I got a bad temper. Well, you got something that'll help you. The blood of Jesus Christ. So sin shall not dominate you. For ye are not under the law. We are not under the old covenant, but under grace. The law came by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. You're under grace. Well, what does grace mean? That I'm eternally and forever saved and set, set apart for God. I'm set apart. I'm not trying to get cleaned up. I'm clean as a whistle. Amen. Hallelujah. How'd you get so clean, brother so? Jesus cleansed me. He couldn't make me any more cleaner, or he would. He couldn't make me any more saved, any more healed, any more prosperous. He has done every single thing it takes. Don't take anything else to make me God's best. Do you know you're God's best? You're clean, holy. You can walk before God and obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Praise God. How does God look at me? Well, I fail. He looks at you through the blood of Jesus. He hears the blood speaking. The blood has still got a voice. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus is speaking today. You're clean. You're pure. You don't have a spot. You don't have a wrinkle. You're holy before God. Hallelujah. Oh, what a friend we have in Jesus. Amen. Oh, what a friend. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Don't have to look back at past mistakes, even that you made just before you got him. I don't have to look at them. That don't have anything to do with my cleansing. Hallelujah. One thing does. Jesus' blood and his blood only. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Turn with me, if you will, back over to Hebrews, the ninth chapter. Hebrews, the ninth chapter. You need to get this in your head. You need to get righteousness in your head and sin out of your head. Failure out of your head. We need to get... You can't imagine... You, you reckon Jesus went around and said, oh, oh, let's see, I better not do that. I better not do that. I better not whoop them folks out of the, out of the church. Oh, I better not eat corn out there on the Sabbath. Oh, I better not... Oh, that's a sin. Let me tell you something. We're under grace. Grace started with Jesus Christ. Do you understand that? That I'm not a failure consciousness preacher. I'm not a sin consciousness preacher. I'll never preach a sin consciousness where you'll keep sin on your mind and afraid you're going to do something wrong. If I do something wrong, I got the Fifth Amendment. First John 1, 9, I confess it and head on towards the mark. Paul said it like this, Forget them things which are behind and press on towards the mark for the prize. It's a prize out there. What kind of prize? Living out of heaven. Living in joy. Living in peace. Living in hell. Living in victory every day of my life. Life on high in Christ Jesus. I'm looking for a prize. I ain't, I ain't looking back and say, yeah, well, yesterday I eat my wife out. 
day before I eat the children out, and two days ago I kicked the dog. No, I ain't, I ain't interested in that. I ain't looking back. I'm pressing on towards the prize. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.